Hi, I'm Peter Schwing, and welcome to the Stories from the Run podcast and community. This is the show for the everyday runner, all about inspiring and sometimes humorous stories from your fellow runners. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to thank all our supporters for making this podcast possible. If you like what you hear, please slam that subscribe button or sign up on our website, storiesfromtherun.com. You can also join the Facebook community or follow us on Instagram through the links in the show notes. Now, I know many people have signed up for a marathon in another country just to have an excuse to go on vacation. But our next guest decided to make his vacation a 300-mile self-supported running tour through four different countries. When we ask what are the highs and lows of doing this, we're not talking about the elevation profile of the Alps. We're talking about setting a goal and making it happen. We're going to call this one hashtag Forrest Gump, hashtag choose your adventure. Let's get to it. State your name and any club affiliation for the record, please. Jesse Miller, a.k.a. Hans Bruder, North Brooklyn Runners. Jesse, what is up, my man? What's going on, or, or, Peter? Or, or, or do I call you Hans for this specific episode? <laughs> it's there's a ridiculous a th- name, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but there's a theme to this, Hans. Yeah. Yeah. As uh, we're going to be talking about journeys in foreign lands. So how was your week? Got over the flu. Um, You know, I've been on a quite a hiatus with my running. So my Strava stats have been quite abysmal for the past two months. But (laughs) otherwise, I'm trying to get back into it before New York City. So I'll tell you one thing. I I, my Strava right now is set to private. Because my runs have been so terrible, I don't want anybody to see. I was trying, I was like at a 10, 15 pace this morning. So I'm, I was just had the flu a few weeks ago and now I caught a cold. So this morning I couldn't even breathe and it was like two and a half miles. And I'm like, I'm done with this. This is staying private because I don't want anybody seeing my, these numbers. Yeah. I mean, you know, you and I and Kevin Calvin, well, not Jen, her anymore. She's totally jumped up in the world. But, you know, that whole bevy of runners, um, you know, we're pretty much, you know, at the same level we're, as far as half marathons are concerned. And um, I could empathize because, you know, my times have been, you know, pretty much around the same thing lately. When I started doing more distance, my times just started falling off. And then like, because I'm a co-run leader with Jen and uh, Ava and like, she's, she's just turned into local competitive speed. So, and then Jen is just like, yeah, we're going for a casual run. Then she takes off and I'm like, I can't keep up anymore. And it's, and this whole being sick hasn't been good for my well-being in my confidence. So I need to get over this cold and get back out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you know, it, the confidence comes back quickly with a with a with a decent race. So, yeah. and the confidence also comes back when the weather starts getting back north of fifty-five degrees and sunny. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so then, what are you are, are you training for? Anything right now? Um, I'm training for New York City half. I mean, it's not going to be too pretty, but uh, hopefully, you know, I could, you know, get some good training over the next few weeks uh, so I can get halfway decent time. My my New York City half last year was absolutely terrible. I, I it was one of those I woke up and I didn't even want to do it because I was just so I, I think I just stopped running for like a month. And I remember bumping into a few people that I knew uh at like my on 42nd Street at like mile 10 or something like that. And I just stopped and would start chatting with them. They're like, Aren't you supposed to be running? I'm like, I I forgot how to run. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm going to hang out here with you for a while. Yeah, it's amazing. These halves, I mean, like, you know, go so smoothly and you could just feel like crap for weeks. And it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> How long have you actually been running? Uh, I'd probably say, you know, like four or five years, you know, actively, you know, before then, um, it was maybe like 50 miles a year. It was, you know, hardly anything. Mm. And I, I used to be really overweight. I was like maybe 200, 210. So for five, six, five, seven, that's, you know, that's not, not exactly too great. So, um, you know, um, you know, I went from, from pretty much zero to, you know, 1400 miles a year, you know, over a short period of time. Yeah, that's that we're going to talk about because you definitely win the Forrest Gump category. You you won last year, didn't North Brooklyn Runners Gala? You got the Forrest Gump Award, correct? Yeah, I I, I did. You know, you know, in reality, I mean, you see people like you know Zandy and and Mary Harvey that you know they're you know doing doing like these ultra marathons, like you know, every, God knows how often. I mean, you know, hundred miles you know, hundred mile races. I can't even fathom that. So when I did this trip, I mean, I think the most I ran in a day was like 22, 23 miles, but you know, it was just, you know, the conditions we'll talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, the conditions <laughs> that I ran it under were probably less than stellar. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I can imagine. So let's talk about before again, let, let's find a little bit more about you. That's non running related. I know, I know you're into music. Yeah, I mean, I'm heavily into classical and opera. I'm a, a music educator, so most summers I'm headed to Germany and, and Austria for for the festival seasons, the Bayreuth Festival, Salzburg Festival, and uh, always at the Vienna Opera, um, seeing you know productions in Paris. So I'm quite heavily into that. So is that where you got the name, the nickname Hans? Oh, that was, that was a, that was just a ridiculous name. That was, uh, you know, uh, one of these stories where, you know, we were talking about making an alias and, uh, somehow that name came up and <laughs> when, when you first said it, I thought it was, you said Hans Gruber, which is the infamous villain in Die Hard. So- the great, yes, the, yes. great <laughs> the greatest Christmas movie of all time. So at it first is. I was like, Hans Gruber, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think the U has an umlaut, so I think that's you know, we have some comparison over there. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get into beyond like the music uh, visiting over there, we're gonna get into the tour that you did on your own, which is is absolutely astounding and remarkable. Like, you know, we always like to ask about what do you consider that has been your best race? Um, I think the, the best race was, uh, my, I, the Iceland half marathon. Um, cause you just don't I, like, you don't like being in New York. You just like traveling for these. I just like, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you know, well now I think lately I've, you know, sort of become a little, uh, tired of traveling. So I'm getting a little more tolerant of New York, but, um, yeah, Iceland half was, I think the best. I mean, if you're going to get good weather that day. Um, the weather is always like 50, 55 degrees in August over there. And if it's not windy and if it's not raining, um, you know, everybody PRs like crazy. So Iceland half Iceland marathon is just a really good race. Is Iceland relatively flat or is it? Incredibly, mm-hmm. incredibly. There's like, you know, maybe mile like 
eight to 10 is a little, a tiny bit of an incline, but it's really a tremendously flat race. And it's a very fast course. I mean, you're basically going on the outskirts of the Reykjavik uh, Peninsula um, and the weather you, is perfect. So did you get to cool down, recover in the hot springs? I, I did. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then I, it, well, right after the race, I, I rented a car and I went right to the West Fjord region, which is like around a 14 hour drive. Um, it, you know, it was just a horrific drive. Um, I almost drove off a 400 foot cliff going into the fjords. And I think five days later, I took a plane back to Quebec city and I did the Quebec half. And then a week later I did the Pulaski half. So that was a bit of a, a, a crazy three weeks. <laughs> well, it's basically three halves. Three, yeah, three halves, three weeks, three countries. It was. Uh, there you go. I, I think. Go. I think we should start like marathon maniacs or something. Like half, they probably have a half maniacs, but you have to do <laughs> like you have to do three halves in three different states in three months. I think. I think that's, that sounds. That's good. doable. It's doable, considering what you did in the three or three or more countries. So let's talk about what your worst race was and why. My first race? Worst race. Oh, my worst race. What, what, what was your first race? Well, why not, that's an interesting question. What was your first race? Oh, I think it was, I think it was a, 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 a five or 10K in Bay Ridge. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I came to this point where I, I said I needed to lose, you know, lose this weight, you know, and I just, you know, forced myself to um, do this race. And uh, it, it was like, I don't know, I did a 10K in like, maybe an hour and then i took my 10k time from an to like uh a 146 in iceland about 10 months later so it's, it was a pretty decent uh increase over a 10 month period was the reason you started running was that per uh specifically to lose weight or was that just part of a master plan um i think i think weight i think uh, you know um depression i mean i mean a lot most of um most of the runners I know from North Brooklyn, I mean, you know, they're getting into running, you know, to overcome something from the past. I mean, like we're going to talk with um, the 500 K run. Now was really inspired by Eddie Izzard. And if you saw his uh, marathon man documentary, which really inspired me to do this, um, you know, he visits um, his childhood home and I think it was Wales and, and in Ireland and, you know, it basically takes a journey of his life and, you know, some of, you know, his difficult moments in his adult, you know, adulthood and when he was a kid. Um, so I think, you know, we all have that story and I think that's why I got into, you know, more into running. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people look at it at different points in their lives and, it's not necessarily you're running you know, that, that joke is like, what are you running from? Yeah. <laughs> it's you look at running and running does wonders for you. I started running because I launched my company and I was not happy and I was out of shape. Uh, and I said, if I'm going to start my own company, I better be prepared mentally and physically. I need to feel better about myself because starting a company, running a company is like running a marathon. It's you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have roadblocks. You're going to have setbacks and mm. you're going to be exhausted and it's going to hurt. And I said, I needed to be mentally prepared for that. And part of being mentally prepared for that was also, I wasn't happy with you know, how much I weighed at that time. So for me and many people like that, it's 
to sharpen your mental skills. It's to lose weight. It's to get over a trauma or, you know, it's, it's, that's not everybody. We don't want to throw everybody into this, into this bucket because there are some that are just like, I just want to be out there and run. I want to go experience. I want to go trail running. Like for me, trail running is like, I'm just a kid again, running in the woods. So that's not getting away from anything. That's just like, I'm having fun and I can cover more discs. I can see more of the mountains by running it than by walking it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very so, true. So so then let's let's go back to your worst race. Let's get to that one. Um, the Bronx 10 mile, um, mm. this, this past year, I mean, it was just, uh, um, it was disappointing. I, I wanted to get a PR and I just, you know, it was one of those mornings where you wake up and you feel like crap. And, uh, I think that that was pretty much it. You know, it was, it's usually a pretty hot race. There's a lot of sun. There's a lot, you know, and, um, I just, I think, uh, one of my teammates, uh, that we run a pretty similar race and she just like, you know, she just flew past me, flew past me. And, uh, and at that point, you know, like knowing that, you know, we're usually running around the same pace. And then I saw other people run past me and I was like, okay, game over. And that was it. And it was actually not the, you know, the worst time, but I expected to get much better. Bronx is probably one of my favorite races and it's when it's hot, it is terrible. It is absolutely terrible. And if you get a sunny day, because that is so open, it's that T, it's a giant T in a, in a sense. Yep, yep. And when you're double back and you haven't hydrated properly, and I did that, I think two years ago or something, and I was on a super PR pace. I had a goal time that was just I already knew I had to go 110% the whole way. Uh, one of my friends, and I told him what I wanted to achieve. He goes, have you ever DNF a race? And I said, no. He goes, well, then go for it. Go for broke. Yeah. Like if I DNF, then I DNF, but I went for it. There were bodies scattered along the road on mm-hmm. the side because once we got back past mile six and seven, when you do, do the double back, the temperature like skipped up 10 degrees and the sun was just beating down on you. And I was catching up to people that are corrals ahead of me and they mm-hmm. just looked, it was like w- the walking dead. I'm like, are you all right? They're like, just go. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah that, was, that, was, that was 2017. I mean, I, I remember seeing people that were, you know, fairly, you know, not not a lot faster than than I am, but you know, nonetheless, you know, faster. And I mean, they were just you know in really bad shape. I mean, it was the same thing for Brooklyn Brooklyn half this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, Ocean Parkway got really rough towards the end. Um, you know, and a lot of people were really struggling. You know, mile ten, you know, to the to the end. Um, you know, when when the temperature spikes like that, it's it's a uh, the the other thing about the Brooklyn half was it was pretty much the first warm day of the season, so nobody was acclimated. Everybody just went out like they've been still training in like forty degree weather, and it jumped up mm-hmm. to six mid sixties, and uh, it was a little bit humid, so nobody was acclimated, and they just you know you go out hard and. Yeah, I, I I'm not a fan so much of that Brooklyn half uh, route anymore. I've done that enough where just going down Ocean Parkway, I'm like, why am I paying for this? Yeah, actually, now, now that I think of it, you no, know, easily my worst race was was uh, Zurich Marathon this past uh, this past uh, I think it was April, and I it was a DNF. Um, it, the temperature started off 35 degrees, and then by mile 10, the sun came out, and then it went up to 70 degrees. And, you know, I had to shed clothing. My stomach, you know, started hurting. And by the time I got to mile 17, I already had a time in mind. And, 
I saw, you, it, you know, my time got slower and slower. And I said, okay, you know, I could probably, you know, get out of this, you know, I'll, I'll be able to do the 26, but at what cost do I really want to, you know, mess myself up for mm-hmm. a month for such a, such a bad time. And I made the decision to, to not do it. And then a week later I came in, did the, I think it was the, the 5k, the, the dime 5, 5k. And, uh, I, I wound up getting a PR, a, a nice bounce back. Nice. Because, and then, um, and I think two weeks, two weeks later, I wound up uh, PRing Brooklyn Half. So you know, it's just one of those things where you have a really, really awful race, like I did with Zurich. I mean, and I had a very good training. Everybody knew that I had a very good training, and um, you know, I was, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take three months off from running, and I just said, and then I just found a way to come back the following week and you know came together <laughs> yeah I, me- I remember like not seeing a lot of strava activity and then all of a sudden you were back on the grid yeah <laughs> it's pretty much that's pretty much me i'm very, strava, very the, the yeah. facebook for runners <laughs> that's how we keep tabs on each other <laughs> Yeah, it's really bad. It's it's a really it's a really bad a really bad habit. And and to tell you the truth, I mean, one of the reasons why I, I you know, I'm not running running as much the past few months. I'm taking like a little time off. It's when you start doing it for the wrong reasons. I mean, it turns into this approbation seeking thing. Like you know, we're trying to prove to one another, and then you you lose the meaning of what running really means to you. And um, so you know. I'm at the point now where I'm not really trying to prove anything to anybody. It's, you know, we have our lives and we have our jobs and then, you know, this is supposed to be for fun. So, yeah. And it's about yourself. Are you competing against somebody or are you competing against yourself? Are you trying to be better than you were yesterday? Then it shouldn't matter to anybody else. It matters to you. Only you know what your training is because people might judge by saying, Oh, you were at this pace and that seems a little slow. Well, shut up. First of all, it doesn't matter. My training schedule says I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be on a recovery day. Why, why mm-hmm. does that matter to you? And just, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, just why, why don't you go work on your own paces and I'm not going to critique you. You just stay in your little orbit over there and I'm going to stay in mine and I'm going to take care of myself. You worry about yourself. Thanks. And yeah, you, you can, you, so, can yeah. you know, you can unfollow me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the big story here because yeah. I remember you mentioned this to me uh, that you were planning it and you know my initial thought was like you're crazy and this is insane you're out of your mind yeah and <laughs> this is awesome and I at that time I was like I hope you do this I really hope you do it and you just went full in and pulled this one off so tell us about this run that you did Okay, so where do I can? I, I mean, you know, I made some notes about you know materials, materials that I carried, how I did the lug, luggage, logistically. But you know, basically, I started. Well, in a, yeah. What What was it that you did? Just why don't we start there? Okay, so I flew into Munich. I dropped off my, you know, my big luggage in Salzburg because I was staying for the Salzburg and uh, Bayreuth Opera Festival. So I needed, you know, some decent clothing for two months. So I dropped my my stuff off there and I prepared my runner's backpack um, and I took the the seven-hour train to Zurich. And uh, I departed Zurich the 30th and I arrived to Salzburg on... Let's see, it was July 27th. Um, 
so I basically went um, from Zurich um, into the, the Swiss Alps, into Vaduz and Liechtenstein, and then I went through the Austrian Alps to Innsbruck, which is in Tyrol. It's, um, I would say, about 100 miles south of Munich. And then I Kufstein up to um, it, it, across the border into um, Bavaria, so Traunstein, Ziegstorf, um, and then back into uh, Austria, into Salzburg. And that was how many miles? It was 300. It was three three hundred three hundred miles and uh, three three hundred miles and twenty five thousand um, foot gain. Okay, so three hundred miles, twenty five thousand feet elevation. Five countries was that? I lost track. You had well, f- well, five 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 borders. So five borders. so so Liechtenstein into Austria, um, Switzerland, and then into Germany and the back into Austria. So I crossed five five borders during the course of the trip. So what made you want to do this? Um, well, I, you know, I saw um, the Eddie Izzard um, documentary, The Marathon Man, and basically he starts in London, he goes to Wales, um, into uh, the River District, um, into Ireland, and he basically does an entire circle of the United Kingdom, and he did um, one marathon a day. So it was like 50 marathons and like 1400 miles and of course he had this giant team i mean he had a medical team you know he had um a rickshaw and he had everything that he needed uh but you know you saw you know it took him on this tour and you know of, you know of his life he um he ended in he's he, I think about 200 miles and he stopped in wales which was his childhood home and his mom died of cancer when he was like five years old mm-hmm. and you know, and it takes him on his journey. Um, you know, and for me, you know, some I think about ten years back, it had a difficult circumstance, and I was, you know, going through depression. And um, you know, I remember taking this train ride. So I'm like, you know, I have to do this. It was just the most incredible trip, going from Zurich to Salzburg by train, and takes you right through the Alps. Um, so that's where I got the thought of doing this. How long did it take you to plan this? It took it took a while, mm-hmm. um, and I and I I really wanted to do it in, in a way where you know I planned a decent amount of rest days just for the fact um, you know to make sure that if I did have any problems if um, you know f- for whatever reason it was that you know I I could you know recoup myself so I think I planned like eight rest days and most of those rest days I think like three or four of them were, were at the very end um in case if I had any you know problems earlier on in the trip so it was really frustrating because like around July 22nd I was you know 20 miles outside of Salzburg but I you know I booked um this hotel for like four days because I actually made it on time so um you know, you could really say that I did it like in 21 or 22 days. Um, you know, I probably could have, but. <laughs> so this was completely solo, no crew, no assistance. No. So what what was your backpacking like? Um, well, you know, of course I, I had my, you know, underwear and, uh, and like socks. So I had like three pairs of each, uh, my sanitary products. I had insect re- repellent. Um, the, the bug problem really exacerbated, um, as the trip went on. Um, I had a little first aid kit. I had a battery pack for my phone, um, a pair of jeans, uh, a long sleeve shirt, 
Um, I had one of those light raincoats, one of those really thin raincoats. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a few power bars, my, you know, passport wallet, you know, that's about it. So it was probably like around a, an eight to 10 pound backpack that I was running with. There's so much preparation that goes into something like this and, and you're crossing borders, a stranger in a strange land. How did you mentally feel at different times? Because there's no calling home. There's no getting on a subway. You're in the middle of a foreign country. There's could be nobody around for miles. Did you hit those lows where, you know, you start questioning like, why am I doing this? And how did you get through oh, that? It was, it was, it was, it was like you know, there there were a few really tough points, and the tough points were because it was that you know heat wave that was going on in Europe, and I think like out of the twenty seven days, like twenty three, twenty four of the days was, you know, like ninety degrees, but it was that really dry, hot, you know, not a cloud in the sky European weather, and so you know, anything that you drink, you know, leaves your body within like you know, 20 minutes. So there were, you know, several points where, you know, I was really, you know, having problems. I was really getting dehydrated. Um, Yeah, definitely. And were there times where you were just really far out from town where you couldn't resupply? You want to know something? um, Once I got into the Alps, so in Austria, there's the Silvretta um, range, which is fairly remote. It's about a 20, 25 mile portion, but it's downhill. So basically I'm going from like 6,000 feet down to like 3,500 feet. So that was fairly easily. And once I got, you know, into the, the in, um, the in river Valley, which takes you to, to Innsbruck, there's, um, a train that goes in between the Valley, basically from Innsbruck all the way to, to Salzburg. And that actually made it really difficult because, you know, there were some points where, you know, I was really, you know, there were some really low points and I was at a train station (laughs) and, uh, you know, by my hotel and I'm like, it said like, you know, next train to Salzburg. And I'm like, Hmm, should I do it? (laughs) You know? And, uh, that, that was, probably the toughest thing of all. And it's not like you're there and say, Hey, I'm just going to, you know, you have a running buddy with you that can give you that little extra support or that little extra boost. This is you all alone in your own head. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, like, let's see. So there was the heat, you know, I got, and when I was going into the Silvretta um, Alp range, which is um, in Fort Alberg. Um, I got lost going up the mountain. It goes all the way, t- um, like 5,000 feet up. Um, there's a dam at the top. Um, so I got lost over there. Um, I almost twisted my ankle um, going down that 3,500-foot 3, stretch of it was like 15 miles that day and then there was uh, a tunnel that i basically had to run through a tunnel on the highway <laughs> um there was a day that you know i was being chased by a swarm of bees because you know <laughs> this, this the sweat the perspiration after a while you just become a magnet for insects um so you know those there was a day where um the police stopped me for running on a two lane road um that was another one <laughs> did you have detour or and were they going to threaten you with a citation 
there was really, you know, I, mean, I just, you know, I spoke to them in German and I just said, listen, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not you know, from around I, here. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not from around here. And once I get to, and once I get to the end of the road, which was, you know, like about a half a mile down, I'll cut back to the bike, the bike, you know, the bike path. And, you know, they were, they were okay. But uh, the police in Austria could be quite serious. So, you know, I didn't really want to mess with them too much. <laughs> <laughs> Good, wise decision. So, yeah. so like these obstacles, yeah, was there anything that was like really completely unexpected? Uh, the GPS, the GPS thing was an issue because uh, Germany and Austria, they, they don't have, um, you know, Google maps as far as, you know, being able to scroll to a street and, uh, you know, see, you know, to be able to see where you can run and where you can't run. Um, so the the last day when I was running from Siegstorf to Salzburg, um, it was like 95 degrees. And this this uh, path took me like into the these like, you know, side roads and the grass kept on getting higher and higher and higher until it was like like thousands of bees and like five foot grass and I'm like, what the F am I doing? You know, like and then I fell in mud, you know, and I, I mean I was getting dehydrated and I I know the whole region very well. I mean I knew where I was going the entire time. So I saw you know, off in the distance, I saw Salzburg. I saw the the river, and you know, you know, it was just really far away. It was like 15 miles away, and um, that was definitely, I think, probably the the worst day of the the trip. So, from the worst day of the trip, what would you then say was kind of the best day of the trip? Well, I was I was really struggling around Innsbruck, which is like about halfway. It's in in Tyrol, and. By the time I got to, um, to Innsbruck, I, I just said, you know, like this is just, it's becoming more of a job. So between Innsbruck and Kufstein, which is like the German border, I said, you want to know something? I'm just, I'm going to enjoy this. I don't care if it takes me, you know, more time than I wanted to. So by the time I got to Kufstein, finally I got um, some cloudy weather and rain. I mean, any rain, I was just praying for rain and some cloudy weather. And that was one of my last runs. And I was, you know, obviously like 240, 250 miles into the trip. And it was like 21, 22, 22, I think 22 miles and, and around 1800 feet gain on the run. But I mean, I just, you know, I did it straight through you know, um, and it was a real, real powerhouse run given the circumstances right. of everything that I did, you know, uh, it was the easiest day, which probably should have been the hardest day. So, <laughs> so, so what is your feeling then? Like when you get to the last step, you made it to your destination and you just stop running. What is that initial emotion? Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's an incredible um, question um, because I, I I made a really big mistake. I was scheduled to run New York City uh, Marathon and my body just crashed, you know. And I said, "That's it. I'm going to take you know a month off, or I'm going to take three weeks off." And that was the worst thing that I could possibly do because you know I went from you know running all this mileage to nothing, and you know, like I just you know I got down. 
Um, I was lethargic, um, you know, and it, it wasn't a good thing. So I went from, you know, this, uh, you know, exhilaration of, you know, basically, you know, conquering the Alps, conquering the world to, you know, this, you know, very uh, sed- sedentary uh, lifestyle. So, um, you know, it was the, these two extremes. Well, you're going from that high, that serotonin, that dopamine rush. You just accomplished something that is an astounding feat that you've been planning and you achieved that goal. And then it's like, now what? So your your brain kind of is just reorganizing and trying to like flood the different systems to get you back to normal because what you just did is not normal relative to non-runners or like, you know, people that are just like sitting around. Your brain says, this wasn't normal. This was something else. Now we have to readjust. And that happens after a lot of intense workouts or achieving that goal. You're like, okay, what next? Yeah, but, you know, I think it's important to emphasize that I think one of the things that um, I really wanted to take away from this is that anybody really, I mean, not anybody, I'm not going to say anybody, but, you know, people like you and I and, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Cobb, Jen Hur, Liz Shea, and, you know, and any, any of us, you know, and above, I mean, it's just, it's such a, a doable thing. Um, it's just that you have to be um, strategic on how you do things. Um, every day after I ran, you know, obviously I had a a blister problem, um, which, you know, started early on. So, you know, I had a, you know, catered to that and I didn't have a medical team for the the blisters. Um, also I, I did a lot of, I did probably like around 20 or 30 minutes of yoga every night. Um, just so that my ITBN wouldn't flare up, you know, so the logistics it's, you know, that that's, definitely you know the most you know difficult thing the G- the gps the logistics um these low points you know with the insects and the unexpected um you know th- those are definitely the more difficult things but it's definitely you know something that anybody could do and i highly urge you know everybody to do it because you're seeing you know i basically saw every single small town in uh Tyrol and Fort Alberg and Salzburg you know, by foot, which is just an amazing feeling. I can imagine. And you started to touch on some things that I was actually going to bring up this question. And Mm -hmm. I I still think there's maybe a few more points based on your experience here. What are some tips and suggestions that you have for people that are thinking of doing something like this? Um, I mean, let it, let it be, you know, a location that's going to be, you know, uh, sentimental and, you know, something that you can, you know, make a personal connection with, um, or, you know, even, you know, if it's someplace that you traveled, if it was Iceland or some, some place where, you know, you know, you feel that you could be, you know, it's a meditative experience. It could be a personal experience. Um, you know, that that's one thing. Um, so that, that would probably be my you know biggest thing. And are you planning on doing something like this again? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't like saying, you know, things and not executing and especially where I'm at right now, I'm sort of like in this hiatus and I'm trying to get myself back. But I, I do have this project of doing Vienna to South, uh, Vienna to Salzburg and then doing Zurich to the coast of France and then the United Kingdom, Iceland, and then down Nova Scotia, back down to New York City. Um, and I do that, you know, 
over the course of my life, which is, you know, obviously, you know, it can't be done all at once, but I'd like to do maybe, you know, 100 mile increments, 200 mile increments at a time and eventually be able to follow that path. That would be a fantastic, I remember you mentioned something about that. I didn't know it was to that extent. I mean, that, that is a tremendous plan. And I think, like you said, you know, it's like, just take it over time. It's like, here, I've checked off this. And then you look at your Strava heat map and you just have all these country outlines. Yep. And you know, we never know where we're at at life. And, you know, um, there was a purpose, there was a purpose for me to do that. And, um, you know, with everybody in MBR and so many different personalities and different circumstances, you see these, these runners um, burgeon in their abilities and there's a motivation there's this impetus in between with each one of these individuals and you really don't know what the future is going to bring i mean uh, so is it in the cards (laughs) Um, i can't guarantee it but you know would be interesting. I'm sure you will get there. So Jesse, this was phenomenal. It's such an admirable thing that you did. For me, I look at it and saying, could I do something like that? And the answer is yes. And it's, yeah, it's a simple answer. Yes. But it's like, I didn't really think of this. Like, would I go do this? And what reason would I do this? And I just think the fact that you set it to your mind, it was for personal reasons and experience that you made this happen all on your own. And that's what the magnificent part of this story is that this was something you did. You set your mind to it and you made it happen. So hats off to you. I, I commend you on making this happen. Yeah. Also, I also wanted to, you know, I think what you're doing is great because, uh, you know, you bring so many different, you know, perspectives of, uh, and so many different angles of North Brooklyn runners, um, you know, with Caitlin. I mean, she's just, you know, she's just like, you know, inspiration amongst the group and uh, Jen, Jen, her, she's made so much progress this year. So many different angles on, you know. Yeah, and we have a few, yeah, we have a few others on that. And, th- and thank you very much. Uh, what uh, Jesse was talking about, you can, this is actually, I can, I can replug right here. You can go back into our episodes and check out Jen and Caitlin and we'll have some more on there. But, uh, you know, Jesse, I appreciate it. And, and that's the reason that I started this. It's not about me. It's about the story. It's about our fellow runners. And, and you know, I wanted to be able to create this platform for people to share their inspirational stories with the goal that somebody else out there lives listening to this could be inspired and motivated to go achieve their goal, to go set their mind to do something that they never thought about. And I've been lucky to have such amazing guests, you know, naturally you included that I listen to the story and I'm like, wow, I'm inspired. So I have to just tip my hat to all the people that have already been on here. So, and wrapping up, uh, would you have any kind of final parting words to our listeners then? I just think that, you know, you don't have to do 300 miles in 25 days or 20 days or 30 days. I mean, it's, you know, create, you know, your own itinerary, you know, create your own uh, vision and, you know, just just make make it happen. Um, and, you know, you will. Um, it's I, I really urge everybody you know, to do it, to see, to go on this, you know, journey by yourself. I mean, first of all, I think it's, you know, it's good. You know, you get this me time and you get to really, uh, you know, sort things out in your head and also really test you because, you know, like you said, you go through these incredible lows. I mean, lows that I've never been through before. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it really teaches you a lot that, you know, no matter how crappy, you know, it might get, you know, it, it always gets better, you know, in some time. So it definitely, 
do it. I, I know Maurizio I, uh, Medina was talking about doing one in Spain, and uh, you know it's a it's a very well known route that goes in the Pyrenees, and I, I I hope I hope people you know take inspiration and plan similar things. That is fantastic advice. I uh, I. I think we're going to have to leave it at that. Jesse, this has been spectacular. Thank you so much for sharing your stories with us. And, you know, I wish you all the continued success to go hit your goals. And hopefully I'll see you out there on the streets soon if I'm not sick at some point. But once again, (laughs) thank you so much and have a wonderful night. You too, Pete. All right. Cheers. That's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and feel free to share with your fellow runners. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, you can apply on our website, storiesfromtherun.com. Because every runner has a story, we'd like to hear yours. Until next time, may the rain stay in Spain and the wind be at your backs. Peace.